Welcome to Happy Hour with the Home Collective. We are your hosts, Bill Ball, Dina Suriano, and Kristen McFeely. It's five o'clock. It's happy hour. What are you ladies drinking today? All right, I'm going. I'm going for something a little different this time. Billy picked these up. You see these like skinny cans? Kind of cool. It's Six Point Brewery out of Brooklyn, and it is called the Crisp, and it's a pilsner. And I am not normally a pilsner person. But I will say we have um, so we go up to the Poconos in the on the weekend sometimes, and there we've discovered this really cool um, German uh, beer house. Basically, it's like a brewer beer house, and they have the best German food, and they only really serve pilsner. And in a really cold cold mug, it is the best on a hot day. And they have like a beer yeah, garden outside. It's become like our new favorite place. And I'm not normally a Pilsner person and neither is Billy, but we are. Summertime though. We're sold. We're sold on this place. I don't know what it is about German Pilsner. It tastes really different than others. But anyway, it's quite good. Nice. Dean, how about you? We just got back from Wisconsin. Uh, after, you know, we went to Wisconsin, Mary's family's place on uh, out in Wapaka. It's like on the chain of lakes and uh this is a shout out to my mother-in-law i'm drinking her favorite bourbon she's a bourbon drinker Ooh. uh ah. very passionate about it so i'm drinking eagle rare nice eagle rare hmm. eagle rare Ooh, that's a good rocks glass there? too i like that thank you thank you so shout out to ann um i drank a lot of old fashions with the silhouettes <laughs> while in wisconsin <laughs> A lot of them, and they pour them. It's a heavy pour out in the Midwest. I was like, wow, 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 wow. Okay, 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 okay. All right. You all were right. saying there was these like big glasses, right? Big, these, like, big, big glasses. glasses. They load them up, and I was, I wasn't complaining. I don't remember much, but um, I had fun. <laughs> you no, might you have been complaining. <laughs> you just weren't. You didn't remember. <laughs> I had pinky up. I didn't ask any questions. Very good. So, yeah. How about you, Bill? Very cool. Um, you know, I'm doing something a little different. I, I don't normally do in the summer, which is funny, but I'm doing a little bit of red homemade. Mm. Um, is this the Saxton Cellars? Yeah, yeah Saxton nice. Cellars I'm doing. I don't normally do red in the summer, but the last few days, I don't know if it was like what we were making for dinner or whatever, but I was just in the mood. And I crushed a couple bottles the last couple of days. Me and the wife. Get no, out of here. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. I love I it. Just, uh. It's a weird, it's a weird thing for me in the summer, but it's going down nice and delicious as always. So uh, anyway, mm-hmm. happy happy hour, ladies! Cheers! Cheers! Happy hour. It's so What's good. been going on, ladies? I think first we need to we need to look to you, Bill, because yeah. big news. First of all, it was Bill's birthday last yeah. week. Happy birthday, <laughs> Bill! Belated. That's right. Thank you. Thank and you, secondly, thank you. you, I know you didn't want to talk about it before now, really, because you didn't want to jinx it, but. Bill and Sheena have officially, officially moved across the river to New Jersey, to Cinnaminson. Mm-hmm. So we want to hear about week. it. It's only been about a week, not even. One week, yes. One week, one week today. Yeah, <laughs> one week today. And uh, I thought it might be fun to uh, just try to uh, capture some some observations, if you ladies are interested in oh, hearing nice. them. nice. Would love to hear it. South Philly born and raised, everyone. So here he is in the suburbs for the first time in his life. South Philly to <laughs> South Jersey. Just to set, just to set the tone. <laughs> the beginning of Pulp Fiction, right? When um, Travolta's in the car with Sam Jackson 
and Travolta's talking about Europe. And he's like, you know what the deal with Europe is? Yes. It's the little differences. That's all we're talking mm-hmm. about here. They got the same shit mm-hmm. they got here, you know, but it's just a little different. So mm-hmm. I noticed a few things. Thought you ladies might find interesting. So I jotted them down. And here they are. Great. Okay. <laughs> wish I was playing piano right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. This is an interesting one because we've been talking about Wawa for two years on this show. And I think Wawa may own South Jersey. It's possible. Oh, yeah. There's Wawa's mm-hmm. everywhere. Everywhere, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which is funny because mm-hmm. in South Philly, you don't really run into Wawa. You know, I just thought it was no. like a funny thing to talk about, but- so there's a Wawa on my corner, and what I've learned from just driving around is about every four lights, traffic lights, there's another Wawa. Every four? About every four lights. Well, plus that puts you in a whole other town, which is interesting. Mm. I was driving up 130, and all of a sudden I was in Del Rey, I never heard of that, but I was there. They do have a <laughs> Wawa of their own. So what you could do is... This is what I recommend too. Is like if you're driving and you're trying to go to Wawa, and you miss the turn, don't loop around. Just keep driving, because eventually yeah. you're just going to hit another Wawa, and and probably faster than it takes you to loop around. Because what I also noticed is apparently New Jersey drivers can't make left hand turns. I don't know if you nope. know this. That's why you, I don't yeah. go to Jersey. Yeah, That's apparently exactly it's against the go. law to make a left. So if you want to mm-hmm. go left, you got to go right first, which I thought was interesting. So you got to do that. What kind of go 10 miles out of your way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to do the loop-de-loop mm-hmm. or the jug handle, whatever. But you're making a right. Yep. If you want to make a left, no, no, no. New Jersey says you got to make a right first. Then you yep. can go left. So When we visit Billy's straight, parents in North over. Jersey, we go straight. You can see their, you can basically see like where their house is on the on the left-hand side. And you're like, wait, but you have to go way past it, make a right, and make a jug handle around. It's it hurts, like, hurts your soul a little it's bit. It's like five miles out of your way mm-hmm. just to make a yeah. turn to get, you like exactly. literally pass the house. But I will say Wawa, just one thing, Bill, Wawa is a Delco thing. That's where Wawa is. That's where the headquarters is in Delco. Well, they, they took is over a, South is Jersey. That's all I'm saying. A, suburb, a suburban thing. So whenever I'm showing houses in like Montgomery County, which I do a lot, there, it's the same way. You go up a main road and it's Wawa after Wawa after Wawa every few lights. And Delco is the same way. And even Chester County is the same way. It's a suburban it's a, thing in general. Yeah, they, they own the burbs. They own yeah. the burbs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so far, so from my, I'm just saying, from my one week observation, it could change next week, Dean. You never know. But right now, that's what they. they I'm loving this so okay. much. Yeah. All right. Love it. Second observation. Second observation. Shoprite, okay, has a lot of booze in there. Okay, so you go into Shoprite. See, in in Philly, like you couldn't get booze in the supermarket at all until the last like two years, Acme started carrying beer and wine, mm-hmm. right? But you couldn't mm-hmm. get it at every Acme. You can only get it at certain Acmes. I don't know if they expanded that or not. I don't think they did, but Mm-mm. ShopRite also has spirits. So if you want to grab a oh. bottle of vodka, bottle of gin, whiskey, they have the basics, which I thought was oh, awesome. 
You that know, is it's awesome. important. I had no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't have to go to another store. They have it. Shoprite takes care of your your needs pretty much. <laughs> you know how I feel about you know how I feel about grocery stores. So I'm still Thriftway still has my heart, but I love Shoprite. <laughs> so far, Shoprite's the only one I've I've went into around here. Shoprite's the only one you need to go to. Otherwise, you're right shopping now, wrong. It's on my That's corner, and it has beer, it has wine, and it has Best. booze. And I th- apparently food, so I'll be fine <laughs> if I need to go there. You yeah. got ShopRite okay. and you've got a Wawa. You're yeah, really you're, all set. You're done. You're done. You're all set. <laughs> Sorry. So the last observation so far this week is apparently there are unwritten rules to how you walk your dog. Huh. There yeah. are unwritten yeah. rules? I was, I was just, just letting that sink in. Yeah. So- my brother stops over. He's new to Jersey, too. He's only been here like maybe two years. So we go to lunch the other day, and I start talking about walking the dog. I said, you know what? I thought it would be easier to walk the dogs, but it's actually, I'm finding it more complicated. I said, because everybody has these front lawns, and I'm worried about stepping on the lawn or the Mm. dogs going on the lawn. I can't find an open field. I can't walk to a park. I'm like, now I'm stuck to this narrow path or walking in the street. He goes, you know, it's funny. He goes, my neighbor grabbed me. When we got our dog, and he said, and his neighbor, you know, lifelong Jersey guy, right, mm-hmm. says, Rob, he goes, there's unwritten rules to walking your dog. Here they are. When you're walking your dog, okay, you obviously don't want to step on anyone's front lawn. You want to be between the dog and the lawn. So if you're walking down the street, you want the dog on the street side of you. This way, the dog can't even accidentally step on somebody's lawn. So wait, here's my first question. Are there sidewalks? Do you have sidewalks in your neighborhood or no? I do have, I do, yes. So there's a patch of grass. So you have the front lawn, then you have a sidewalk, then you have another patch of grass. I said, well, then the the Mm -hmm. dog is then going to be on that patch of grass. That's also the property owner's grass. So my brother said, no, that's fair game. The dog's allowed to go (laughs) take care of business on that that patch of grass. Okay, okay. So- but just not the front lawn. I I just thought that was interesting. Can't go on the front lawn, can go on the extra grass next to the street. So I'm just saying, these are just my observations. I'm learning. These are things I did not know before, I didn't have to deal with before. Yeah. We'll see what uh, week two What did you have to deal with before, Bill? Is there going to be a segment about what you had to deal with before? (laughs) Or is that a whole other show? We don't have have enough time. (laughs) We don't have enough time. Maybe after I'm here a couple of years, I'll look back and say, you're not going to believe this one. But right now, that's it. That's it for my observations from week one. We'll see what week two brings. But uh, I love it. I'm I'm obsessed with this. I can't wait. I love. I want to know. I want to know what Larry David, what, what our Larry David thinks about the suburbs next week. From South Philly to South Jersey, he's a different kind of Southern boy. Okay. <laughs> What are the different things we're talking about coming up next? So we were all together today. We had a we had a team meeting for our for our real estate team in person, which was nice in the office. We all got to actually see one another today. And we were Dina and I were talking about this article that we saw on um well, it wasn't even an article. It's actually on realtor.com on Facebook. They they pose these questions like every day. They kind of just pose a question and then people respond and they answer. And this one was kind of funny, we thought, because it basically the question was things you wish you could have done differently when buying a home. And there are over a thousand responses. And some of them, of course, are 
you know, ridiculous, but some of them are really, really funny. And some of them are things you never think of until you read it. And you're like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I, I thought this would be a fun thing to kind of just pull out a few of them and see what everybody thinks. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's read some chicken soup for our souls. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Realtor.com recently posted an interesting question to their Facebook page, and that question was, things you wish you could have done differently when buying a home. And it got a lot of responses. It got over a 1,000 responses. Some are funny. Some are informative. So we figured we'd take a look at these and give our thoughts on them. So which one of these has uh, stuck out to you, ladies? This is, I actually, I, I agree with this one. Someone said, sat for a while to observe and gather noise levels. Also visited on a rainy day to see where the water pools. Oh, that is a good one. I yeah. like the noise one though, because it's like. I do too. I remember when I bought, when we bought our, the house we live in now, every, the home inspection was pouring out. So I was psyched about that. But like, I didn't really, I felt kind of like too creepy, like walking around like walking the block while under contract. So I I wish I did that, but like I knew what I was getting into anyway. But when I moved to Port Richmond, when I bought my first house, I really should have did that and I didn't because I wasn't familiar with the neighborhood. So that sticks out to me. Was that, are you talking more about street noise, Dean? The noise, yeah. Mm -hmm. The activities. Yeah, going at different times of the day, different days of the week, like weekend yeah. versus weekday. Um going in the dark, you know, that all of yeah. that stuff is, is actually really important. Friday night, drive around, late night. Right. Yeah, exactly. Anything sticking out to you, Bill? Any, any comment you're seeing? Uh, yeah, I saw one that I, I just kind of breezed by and now I can't find it, but it was something about the noise level in a condo that, so it's kind of mm. similar, but, um, I mean, there are like in Philly, I know this is you know, nationwide here, I guess everybody's chiming in, but like in Philly, like an old city, I know that there's condos that are loud because of, they used to be old warehouses. So they just right. were never manufactured to, to be residential. So, you know, when you're in these buildings, like hoop skirt on arch street, yep. yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're walking through them, you can hear everything. Everybody yeah. thinks all oh, these oh, great, lo these giant lofts, everything's open. Okay. Well, you know, Walk around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. So like there are certain buildings that are notorious for being uh, noisy. If you're going to buy in a warehouse building, you might get contact high. Okay. That's that all I'm going to say. That mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's one I like. I've got one that I like. This is a funny one, but it's so true. Check the shower for leg, leg shaving abilities. <laughs> uh-huh. You, you need it. I don't know if you've ever gone to like an Airbnb or like a rental or something for a week and you've got this tiny, tiny shower with no like ledge or anything to put your leg on. And it's just, it's absolutely impossible. So I actually think that this is really <laughs> funny. And then there are 49 people that commented about it. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Like These are things thing. you would never think about, but it's a real thing. Sorry, Bill, but it's a real thing. No, it's okay. Yeah. I thought that was really great and funny. I love that one. Everyone's like, I can't believe. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, buy a larger house to grow into. After we had kids, there was never money later on to upgrade. 
So I think that's like a, a bigger conversation, you know, maybe push yourselves a little bit to get something a little bit bigger than what you feel you need. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think there's a lot of buyers out there, young couples that will buy something smaller because it's their first house and then mm -hmm. they wind up upgrading maybe after they mm -hmm. have one. Depends. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. like we say, every situation is different. But I think I would say it's rare for a couple to go buy that monster house that when they're imagining like more than one kid like that early. I would say that's yeah. rare for, for them yeah. to plan yeah. that far ahead. Kristen, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I agree with you. Here, someone said the last house I purchased faced north. Never doing that again. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I think it's we didn't get a lot of light, or feng shui. You know, like it could be a number of things, but I think it probably was very dark. I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. If they're only windows face north, I guess maybe. If you mm -hmm. have no other windows, maybe yeah, maybe they right. bought a unit or something, and that just faces north. Yeah, gotta get that natural light, kids, or you gotta get a sun lamp. Okay. Somebody wrote, I would not have purchased a house with my ex-husband. I saw that. I saw that. Well, what are you going to do? Uh, that's really funny. But a lot of these have to do with either they're bashing their real estate agent um, or or have something to do with a home inspection. Like they were advised not to get one or they had a crappy home inspector or something like that. A lot of these are, have to do with that. It's hard to find a good home inspector. I feel like mm -hmm. it's hard to find a good one. I don't know. Some of them talk about like doing like painting before you move in. They wish they had done that because once you move in, it's really hard to, you know, do do things like that. Painting probably not so much, but like floors certainly would be sure. hard. I'll pick up for the realtors here because they're getting there's a lot of them getting crushed. Yeah, they're getting crushed. Yeah, they the are. Buyers were buying, you know, during this crazy seller market, and uh, they're bashing the realtors about skipping home inspection and paying full price or paying over. And I, listen, I'm sure there's some some bad realtors out there, but you know, in that market, that was the only way to win the bid, um, mm -hmm. unfortunately. So like if you wanted to buy, these were the things you kind of had to do. If you were willing to mm -hmm. wait, then you should have waited. If you didn't want to do those things, then, then wait. But if you're going to yeah. hire a realtor to buy a house in that market, those were the the regular, you know, things you had to do in order to win, you, you know? So unfortunately yep. it, ju it just was a, you know, it was um, a product of the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this one's good. Make sure the sellers have moved out before you do the walkthrough. <laughs> That's important. It's kind of a, it's kind of a big deal. Um, it's kind of awkward. And also, I mean, that's in my mind, that's why you do the settlement, the pre-settlement walkthrough because you just, you can't trust anyone. Okay. Yeah. You need to make sure everything's good before you uh, sign on the dotted line, right? And hand over your, your monies. Yeah. Get your keys. But that's pretty awkward. I had a, I had a, I had buyers. This happened actually to me. What am I talking about? This happened to me in 20. Yeah, this happened to me in 2019, you guys. Good friends of mine were buying a house in East Kensington on North 5th. And I was, the listing agent was, a, you know, a headache, but that's besides the point. So it was his client, I think. And um, I'm like, okay, pre-settlement walkthrough is on this day. Like, you know, uh, 
I I walked through two days before the walkthrough because I just had a feeling. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And all that crap, all this guy's stuff was still in the house. That's there was brutal. still some stuff. It was just, and I was like, I'm like, hey, uh, is he going to be out in two days? Because it doesn't even look like he's packed. He's not and close. The listing, the listing agent didn't have a clue. He didn't even know because he was just like not on. He was he was just chilling. And he was like, wait, really? I'm like, yeah. The kitchen mm. just fully a mess. Like every like this is going to. I don't like what, the, you know. So he texts me back and he goes, uh, my client said he didn't know that he had to be out on settlement day. And I'm like. <laughs> Isn't that down to you, sir? Yeah. To tell me? him, yeah. Fault is that? I'm like exactly. that is your job. I yeah. forget his name. Yeah. I'm like, that's your job, dude. So, long story short, the next day I drove by because he was like, he's having movers come in. Like everything's, you know, whatever. So I creeped on by because I was like, I don't believe any of this. So I saw that you know it was raining and it was getting late that day, and settlement was like that. ten. Oh, yeah. I stalked hard because I was like. <laughs> You know what? We get those feelings. You know what I mean? We get those oh, feelings. Yeah. Like we know oh, something's yeah. up. You could just tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, taking a sip of the Eagle Rare because this is bringing. I block this out so hard. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm I'm there, pouring rain, and I'm and they're like they're gonna. He's like, I was reaching out to the agent, and I was like, this it's getting late. I like you know whatever, and he's like, they're gonna be done next day. Pre-settlement walkthrough. It's the buyers and and one of the buyers' moms. We go. There was a abandoned, you know, oil heat. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was an abandoned, like tank. oil heat tank in the basement, and they tried moving it, and they dumped uh, oil. Oil That's spilled so in the basement. Mm-hmm. They pulled it out of there and they dragged it across the first floor. There's oil on oh the floor. Oh my god! No, that's yeah, insanity. I swear to you. I've and never this heard guy, of that. Yeah, Gosh, I was freaking out. There. there was oil all over the basement floor and upstairs. Maybe it was on shoes or like on shovels or something. And I, I almost, I think my soul left my body. But like the, <laughs> anyway, we worked it out. That is why the pre-settlement walkthrough is so important. And sometimes agents trust your gut and have your own pre-settlement, pre-settlement walkthrough because mm-hmm. for your own pre, pre-walkthrough because like don't, don't leave it, don't leave it to chance. Just go the extra mile sometimes. Like don't, don't chill. I can't, yeah. like I have zero chill in these moments. And um, they still, you know, they went through with it and they, they, you know, mediated it and all that good stuff. Um and I think I drank pretty heavily that night, you guys. So, <laughs> I bet. But that's that's my pre-settlement walkthrough story. <laughs> the new nice. agreement of sale actually allows you to have two pre-settlement walkthroughs. A lot of people don't know that, but you are allowed to. You're by contract allowed to. So a lot of times, like, you know, you ask to go back into the house and the seller's like, no, you can only come for the inspection and for the walk, the final walkthrough. But fine print, you're allowed to. So there's a tip. See, yeah. there you go. My house, Dean, when I bought my house in uh, Mount Airy, it was a hoarder had lived there, um, like a true hoarder. I mean, we didn't even know what the floors looked like because she just had like oh magazines and God. newspapers stacked 
in piles as far as that I can see and like as tall as me they were just stacked up and the whole time we were like we got there that morning it was going into foreclosure it was a house that was about to go into foreclosure pre-foreclosure we sort of helped you know stopped the foreclosure from happening but the whole morning we were like prepped like we're mm-hmm. gonna have to get a clean out crew there is no way this house mm-hmm. is cleaned out and by some miracle they got I guess her church involved or something and they they had a whole bunch of volunteers and they had trucks and they had everything out. And that was the first time we even saw the floors. It's the first time we saw what the kitchen looked like. (laughs) Really? It's the first time that we saw like it had a pocket door. We were like, Oh, the pocket door works. Like we couldn't even get to that stuff. The house was so full, but that was like, I remember being up all night being like, all right, we've got to clear out this hoarder house tomorrow. (laughs) This is not fun. And they ended up getting it all out. So, yeah, that is that is really a nightmare, having to yeah. think about removing someone else's stuff. But the best feeling in the world is af- is like the the first hour after settlement. I feel like like that's like one of the best feelings. I can't explain it. Maybe it's like winning the Super Bowl. I don't know. <laughs> but you, it's so. It's, I feel like it's very empowering after you yes. buy a house. It's so cool. And it never goes away. And I feel like Bill's still feeling that feeling right now because, mm-hmm. you know, look at him. Bill's He's chopped down up. some trees, drank a lot of red yeah. wine. It's been it's been a crazy week, First man. You too. I mean, think about it. You just bought a cool spot in the Poconos. Like, that's a exciting, refreshing, like. It is. Yeah, totally. That people won't understand until they go through it. Mm-hmm. Um. And it doesn't really matter how many times you go through it either. Not to kind of downplay that, but like no, it doesn't. whenever you do it, it's like exciting. It really is. Even if it's an investment property or a vacation home or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. You don't lose that excitement. It's cool. This article was fun, though, because it's refreshing to kind of like hear other people's stories or like yeah. what people are saying on the, the streets of Facebook. You guys, you know that Instagram page, Cheap Old Houses, right? Everybody knows it. Mm -hmm. So they posted recently about the biggest Gilded Age mansion that is the longest surviving one in Pennsylvania. It's it's in Elkins Park. I mean, I guess I'm not well-read, you guys. Like, I'm from New Jersey, but I was like – I looked at this thing. Yeah. See, Bill, beware. <laughs> it kind of looks like the White House from the front. It's I was like, awesome. what is this property? It's huge. So it's massive. It's 70,000 square feet. This is it, The property is Linwood Hall. And basically the posts on cheap old houses help save one of the largest homes in America and one of the country's most spectacular Gilded Age mansions. I was looking at these photos and it just looks like, first of all, there's this green staircase that just made me think of that shot in the Titanic that Leo's standing at the top looking at Rose. (laughs) And I was like, wow, wow, wow. What? Wait, you want to know something crazy? So I happen to know Linwood Hall a little bit. Um, I don't live too far from Elkins Park. I know exactly where this is. And you know, I'm a nerd about this kind of stuff. I love homes like this. The owner, the original owner of Linwood Hall, his name was Widener. And he actually, um, he actually died on the Titanic. What? Dude. <laughs> so that's really weird that you just said that. Oh, that's my God. Really Peter 
Peter A. B. Widener, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what a he way to go. He died in the sinking of the Titanic. It had nothing to do with the iceberg. He just had a heart attack beforehand. No. <laughs> <laughs> Two days beforehand. His son died and grandson in the Titanic. died. Oh, and then someone else was saying, so wait, now I'm looking at the facts here. Someone else said his son and grandson died on the Titanic. He didn't. His daughter-in-law survived. He was an investor in the Titanic and was consumed with guilt. Subsequently, his health deteriorated after, I guess, his son and grandson died. So I may be mistaken there. It may not have been him, but his son and grandson. Then he was racked with guilt. His health deteriorated. But isn't that funny that you mentioned the Titanic when you're looking at this and you're looking at those stairs? This house is spectacular. 110 rooms. Wow, wow, wow. But it, it's cool if you read about him. I mean, the the motivation, the inspiration to build this thing, which it took approximately three years to build, which is just wild. I mean, that's true Philly. I mean, sometimes it still takes properties three that's years That's how to long build it here. takes to build one in Point Breeze. <laughs> that's, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. That's yeah. pretty fast. <laughs> like, and this is 1897. So I th- actually, that's pretty fast. Yeah, that's impressive, actually, right? Um. He was motivated to, inspired to, you know, have his family under one roof, but also, like, he needed storage for his, like, massively impressive art collection, which, like, it's priceless art. Like, he had, what, 14, like, Rembrandt pieces? Like, he owned more Rembrandts than any private collector except for Buckingham Palace. Does the queen know about this? Like, who? I'm only kidding. But, like. That is wild. Mm -hmm. It's just massive. Like there's got to be wings. If you actually lived in this place, there's just has to be 90% of it. You never see. Right. I mean, so yeah, you're like, you can't have a pet cat because (laughs) where (laughs) Tina goes right to the cat. (laughs) A (laughs) a few things. I was like, okay, you can't have a pet cat because uh, goodbye. Never see it. You might see it four never years later, it. fat and happy. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to be like, has anyone seen Whiskers? <laughs> what happens if you leave something in your bedroom when you're about to leave the house and you got to go back and get it? It's so oh, God, yeah. Yeah, just like I was going to say, how do you, but this isn't, this doesn't apply, but I'm like, can you imagine mediating the knob and tube in this house? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's not there. Well, I mean, maybe in like <sighs> one, but like. Dude. But it hasn't been really a residence, I think, since 1944. It looks like I see pictures of like a school here, too. Must have been like had everything. I think that's where he actually had paintings. Um, But it's it was with the Widener family for four generations until 1944. And then it was um, and then it housed a seminary for a while for several decades. Wow. So, yeah, it hasn't had a I don't think it's had a residential use for quite a while the current owner of the mansion um has the korean presbyterian church of new york and he had attended the seminary there so i guess he he then bought it and now it's falling into real disrepair which is a shame they should let people like have like proms here in the ballroom i know the ballroom to me is like it's so dope it's amazing why don't they just have the flower show in here I'm only kidding. I mean, I'm sure it, it can't. I don't. First of all, we, looks like it needs some updating, Dean. I don't know. Yeah, it I know. Little, it needs a little work. It needs a little TLC. Only like seventy million dollars worth of TLC to get it ready. Mm-hmm. They were listen, Dean. It was easier to update FDR Park for the flower show. 
than it yes. was due to Way easier. But still, I'm like, man, what? I know. So they kind of, they do want it to be used for public use of some kind. Um, he, they even said that the Weiners used to open the house up to the public to see their art collection, Whoa. even when they were living there. So they're they're trying to figure out how to, you know, what to use this for, I guess. But it is phenomenal. If you're ever in Elkins Park, let me tell you about Elkins Park. It's pretty cool. There are yeah. some really great houses there. Um, it's in Montgomery County, Cheltenham School District. It has some super mid-century homes. It has some really great old, you know, early 1900s, just stone like Wissahick and Schist, similar to like Mount Airy type homes. Um, it has a great train station, so it's very convenient. It is really neat. It also has the Beth Shalom Temple, which was designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. And it's right on Old York Road. So when you're driving by, you cannot miss it. You you really should drive by. Um, it's really close to Linwood Hall, actually. So you should you should take a little ride out out to Elkins Park. But that that temple is phenomenal. It's a Frank Lloyd Wright, and it's really cool. You can see it right from the street. It's a neat it's a neat area, honestly. Elkins Park is really cool. I I agree with you, Kristen. I mean, it's kind of what, how Bill and I rag on you about living in the suburbs. Within <laughs> which I you don't. know, but Elkins Park you don't. But Elkins Park kind of has that same vibe, which is awesome. Well, it's funny that you say that because I've sold a couple houses in Elkins Park and it's it's probably like 15 minutes from me. Mm-hmm. And um, several times people have said that like the neighbors, when we've met neighbors and stuff, that they lived in Mount Airy for their entire adult lives and then kind of retired or moved to Elkins Park as like the next house. So a lot of people are calling it like a second Mount Airy. It's the same kind of vibe, same ah. kind of demographic. Um, so it's it's interesting. It does have a little bit of a crossover, I think, to Mount Airy. I guess my feeling with discovering Linwood Park, it's like I thought I knew about all the historic pieces of architecture in Philly, and it's just not true. Once you think you know every – like once you think – You've come across everything. Something else hits you. Oh my gosh. Like there's just there's so, much. so much. And I'm sure many cities are this way, but I feel like Philadelphia obviously has a little bit more or just has a little bit more of that like special history there. Yeah. For the photos on Linwood Hall and the full article, check out hiddencityphilly.org. Ladies, let's get out of here. Have a good weekend. Good seeing you guys. Bye guys. Peace out.